Hello, and welcome to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Siri Vincent Clough, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the show where I explore heathenry through a queer lens. We will be talking about traditional witchcraft, runes, folklore, and so much more. Join us, won't you, as we journey to the ends of the Nine Realms and back. Hello, and welcome back to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I am so very excited to share today's very special interview with you. In this interview, I'm speaking with Lindy Fay of Wardruna and Johanna Elf of Cult Botanic. If you've listened to Wardruna, the incredible Norse pagan band, you have heard Lindy's voice. Wardruna describes themselves as a Norwegian music constellation dedicated to creating musical renditions of ancient Norse and Nordic traditions. As a vocalist, Lindy Fay is deeply connected to primal energy and magical soundscapes. Wardruna uses recordings of water, the wind in the trees, and will use non-traditional instruments like rock and fire in their compositions, as well as ancient instrument reproductions. Of course, this just shows Lindy's connection to the natural world. She has a deep love of plants and specifically botanicals. In this interview, she talks about how she will use the scent from a specific plant to get into a certain mood for performing. I actually do much the same, using magical oils or essential oils to shift my mood or focus for the day. Johanna Elf is an herbalist originally from Sweden but living in London. She is the herbalist behind Cult Botanic, a brand that creates clean, natural plant-based products in support of overall well-being. Their focus is on everyday ritual, joining us in the moments when we take time to care for our bodies and minds. All products are unisex, vegan, nut-free, and cruelty-free. These two fantastic artists are collaborating on a new intention oil that will be out later this year. I can't wait to see and smell what comes of this collaboration. I am so excited to share this interview with you, where we will dive deep into the sensual world of botanic perfumery and the magic of nature. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Swamp Witches! Swamp Witch Stephanie is an online magical herbal apothecary for all your darkest desires. Swamp Witch Stephanie started in 2018 with a line of anointing oils enchanted by the Swamp Queen herself. Stephanie has been studying the Western occult tradition, American folklore, British and American traditional witchcraft, and historical herbalism for over 10 years, and has brought her knowledge and expertise to each of these handcrafted all-natural oils. And this year, Swamp Witch Stephanie has launched a new line of ensorcelled skincare products. And she would know. Being the drag persona of Marcus Ironwood, Stephanie knows the importance of keeping your skin soft as a babe's bottom. Stephanie is ready to share her magic with Heathen's Journey listeners with 20% off your order at swampwitchstephanie.com. Just use the offer code HEATHEN for your discount. Keep it swampy. Needfire Wellness and Apothecary is committed to offering high-quality supplies, 
information, and learning experience for magic practitioners. The Needfire team believes that magic practice is an internally enriching and transformative endeavor that can look very different dependent on the practitioner. Needfire pays particular care to offering opportunities for learning and practicing Nordic folk magic and folk roots tradition. And I'm so thrilled about this personally, but Needfire Wellness recently expanded to offer an online esoteric apothecary, spellwork, and magical resource shop. I love them so much, and I am so excited to share that love with you. Head on over to needfirewellness.com and use code HEATHENJOURNEYPODDEN at checkout for 10% off your purchase of materials or classes. Again, the code is HEATHENJOURNEYPODDEN, P-O-D-D-E-N, for 10% off your purchase. Enjoy and make magic wildly. podcast. Mm, thank you so much, Lindy. Uh, welcome everyone to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I am so excited today to have um, Lindy Fehella uh, from the band that you may have heard of, Vordruna, as well as many other solo projects, um, and Johanna Elf. Um, and we will be talking about the world of Nordic uh, music, herbalism, and making magic with scent and sensuality. Um, so first of all, I just like to allow all guests to introduce themselves. So why don't you um, both introduce yourselves? Yes, I'm Lindy Fajhalla. Uh, musician, vocalist, organizer. That's uh, that's me. I'm not good in introducing myself. I have to say, yeah. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> and you, Johanna? Um, hello. Um, I'm from uh, Sweden originally. I uh, live and practice and work in London, UK. I make uh, herbal remedies and natural herbal skincare products and natural perfumes. And um, I, uh, my degree was like very science-based, like phytochemistry-based, but my personal angle is um, a bit more uh, esoteric. Uh, so uh, very ritual-based and mystical and intuitive. So those kind of two paths make up my brand and practice. Fantastic. It's so lovely to have the both of you here. Um, and I think that our listeners will be so curious to hear what um, brings the two of you together. So we have music and we have herbalism kind of coming together in your project. So how did you two meet and what are you collaborating on right now? We were introduced by uh, some people we both know that just uh, thought that we should uh, meet um yeah we had we got this common uh friends and friends of friends that thought like because lindy's got this um really um hobby interest or like a passion for scent and perfume and like natural products 
and uh, then with like my brand and I like we shared similar interests but then also I think we both got this like very intuitive way of working and then with some similar backgrounds as well because we're both Scandinavian so I think that was just made it a really good interesting match um which has uh, been really it was a really good foundation really and then just ideas and this project have just developed organically really from then on yeah I met you in London once already yeah I met Joanna in London once already and we were having our meter outside she um Showed me this wonderful park with, yeah, this is, we think maybe it's Bodica's uh, grave here and there. And we were there in the misty evening. Uh, it's uh, amazing. And then you just, uh, the ideas the just come down about what we are working about. It's, uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's like inspirational, yes. like kind of nature walk. It's like the perfect meeting for mm. us, really, isn't it? Um. But I can talk about a little bit what we're working on now. So we've got like, we're doing like a small collection really, because we don't, we're not 100% sure yet how many products we're going to end up making. So I suppose it could be called almost like a little collection. Um, and it's uh, basically a small collection of esoteric herbal products. Um, so uh, currently we are doing a, a little intention oil. So it's like a roller oil. And um, we're kind of midway creating it. And um, this can be used on the go to change a mood or to uh, set a space or more deeply as part of ritual work or even as a regular perfume. So that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So I will let you know that as a uh, witchcraft practitioner and also as somebody who just like in general loves perfume, um, I tend to love the like really herbal or like woodsy kind of dark scents. Um, so I'm very curious to hear like what, uh, what the scent profile of this is as well as, um, you know, kind of like what botanicals you're using. Of course, don't give away any trade secrets. Um, but I'm just so curious. We have in common that we are interested uh, in also herbal stuff like you are, but uh, we have been diving a bit into what is in a Nordic nature where we grew up, what do we remember from? In a way, we started working in such a conceptual way. We were like talking and just ended up um, bringing up, we both felt like it was super important to use plants and herbs and talk about herbs that are native to us and like, are close to us physically and met like and mentally herbs that we remember or flowers we remember or that in some way has a story or that are close to us and then we'll mention leaning might mention one and then i'll have a story and then i'll talk about one and that will lead to another story about maybe family or friends and so it's been very much like that like conceptual and we've been talking about dreams and grounding and seeing and like, Lynn, you've talked before about scent being almost transportive or the way that it can be transportive, right? Yes, uh, because I discovered that um, many years ago, you know, I, um, when I was laying for a longer period of time uh, sick uh, and in order to not get depressed, I was uh, forced to be on my sofa for, I don't know, um, months for most of the day. 
And, and then I said, how can I go out in nature, which I love, without actually being, and when I'm not able to walk out physically? And then I just said, hmm, I wonder if it's possible to sample perfume somewhere. And I, luckily I had this, uh, I could Google it, and I found that there's a whole world of um, perfume enthusiasts out there, or like people who are interested in scents. And there are uh, this uh, own uh, little shops that you could order samples online. So I started to do that, and I could just bring the nature inside into my own apartment and a whole new, uh, yeah, t- like I could, uh, I could do my daydreaming, which I'm with the sands, and you know, I could, oh no, I want to travel to a tropical island. And I just went in and, yeah, white flowers, so, you know, this just. Yeah, it, it went until to be a hobby, to be a huge hobby by, um, by doing that. And I think uh, to get transported by scent, it's very, uh, when you discover that it's possible, it can be interesting to just go on doing some research on it. I think at least it was for me, so. And this is the kind of thing that rang so true with some of the stuff that I've been working on and like especially the intention oils and the ritual oils and the perfumes that I've been working on because um, I felt very similarly and I, like I got such a big focus for me is the idea of everyday ritual and I, be, I really believe that most people either actually have ritual in their everyday but they don't really even know that that's what it's what they're doing but sometimes to make oneself feel better or it could be anything like having a bit more of a conscious cleansing regime or taking a bath or just lighting candles like we've done now and just or actually like drink tea like what you're doing with your turmeric tea just taking that bit of extra time to make that for yourself and then also this idea of being able to create a space wherever you go like at one point I was traveling loads for work and staying in hotels a lot and for me like my space is so important and I always would bring like a candle and a crystal and a bit of like fabric and just try to make it my space these things made really possible for me and so this like totally in the beginning when me and Lindy started talking felt so like on the same page and Lindy you told me about some of your preparations um we talked about some of Linda's preparations before shows. Yeah, yeah, I have my own uh, thing going on there. <laughs> so it's uh, if I have a bath, if I have a bathtub, I always do. Um, I find the most luxurious that doesn't have to be expensive, but most okay, like organic, luxurious, like rose oils mm. or something infused the whole bath, like just to feel like. Uh, a queen or something like that. You know, it's just a kind of mind game. But uh, I do that. Or if, of course, if I'm tired or something, I'll go for citrusy or something um, uh, spicy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, like pepper to like a bit more like vigorous sense yeah vigorous uh oh my god it's, uh, it's just because it's late and I, then I don't recall the names but uh, at least experiments and if, of course if I want to wind down you have the classic lavender stuff but this classic stuff that a lot of people know about already but 
I always use it when I'm or um, before concerts. I have my own ritual. And if I am on a, if you're on the bigger stages, I know I can put perfume on. But since we do all have sent memories, and I don't know if someone other in the band maybe have a bad um, scent memory of some stuff. It can be vanilla, for example. Maybe. Uh, Maybe they have a, a bad memories about uh, cookies from their children. You never know, you know. It's a, and I, so I'm very careful if I'm in a closed environment to use perfumes, just because it's so important that everybody um, has their own space at stage so they can give all they have. If you know what I mean. So if if there is a very closed environment, I'm not putting on any perfumes. But if it's a big stage, I know that perfume most likely won't get to the others. So then I then I do some stuff like just on my own. Yeah, so that's my own little ritual. No, but uh, Joanna, as you said, it's uh, it's um, with taking uh, to think about others. It's very important, I think, because it the scent memory is so strong, but maybe many people don't realize it, but you realize it if you are in a space where you smell something that, that makes you feel uncomfortable and also the other way around, of course. That's actually something that I work with my students on a lot um, it, because, so I teach a lot of students, you know, witchcraft or other things. And there, sometimes there can be a really big focus on, oh, you have to work with these specific plants for witchcraft or, you know, this is the thing like lavender is calming, but I know that, you know, like a, a really widely used scent like that, it's very likely that people do have some scent memories like you were talking about Lindy. And so I never want to tell a student, you have to use lavender for, you know, like a calming ritual. If, you know, perhaps that was their like abusive mother's favorite scent, for example. Exactly. That's exactly. It's so important that because, yeah, uh, it's very interesting, I think, those things. And also quantities as well. It's like, not to be too technical either, but that's the thing with certain, re certain plants and herbs that have so much um, essential oils in them, like lavender, for example. They, it's very easy to you ha hear this thing like, oh, put lavender on your pillow. But if you put too much, actually, you won't be able to sleep because then it's actually energizing. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing as well, that people are, it's so individual with sensitivity as well. So like, you've got such a good story with the iris root, haven't you, Lindy? Like... Now, some people are like, oh, wow, it's amazing. And it's like, feels quite grounding, like a lot of roots do. However, you tr told me about a perfume that contains so much iris roots that it was too much. Yeah, because the, the scent itself, it's one called um, uh, Iris Silver Mist by um, Serge Boutons. And it's said to contain uh, the most, largest amount of iris on the market, in bottled, I mean, in one perfume. I don't know if it's true, but it's most likely pretty true because it smells like powdery carrots, the whole thing. With the, but the, anyway, it's a lovely perfume, but I put it on and I slept uh, with that perfume on and I had terrible nightmares. And I was thinking in the morning, this is interesting. Can it be that perfume maybe? And 
I decided to try it again, not the, not the day after, but a few days later. And the same happened, terrible, uh, uh, terrible uh, dreams. And then I was just thinking around it, maybe it can be, in, since the, the um, profile of Iris is like carrot uh, powdery, maybe it's just too close to the ground and on the ground, you're not supposed to, to, <laughs> to sleep on, on uh, directly, at least not in the northern countries. If you sleep directly on the ground, you will definitely get sick. So maybe it's just some kind of, I don't know, or like you, Joanna said, it's something about, um, you had another, uh, you had uh, different thoughts on it. You said it was uh, used in uh, rituals somehow. With the iris root, I think there was like, I found like a little bit of research, but it's one of those things, like I feel like it's so common in perfume, especially at the moment, like we've looked at some really popular scents and there's iris root in a lot, so. Yeah, it's just a little bit of it in most, but this on this particular perfume, it's louds of it, it's like, uh, yeah, overpowered, but uh, yeah, so I wanted to kind of uh, bring us back to this idea of scent as memory. I mean, I think that a lot of us have heard that, you know, scent is one of the strongest memory receptors. Um, and so I'm just curious, you know, I personally do a lot of ancestral work. So if I ever found, like, neither of my grandmothers ever wore perfume, but if they had, you know, like keeping a bottle of their perfume on my ancestor altar, for example would kind of transport me into that uh, conversation with them. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to hear any of your insights on different plants maybe, or different scents that are um, particularly good for, you know, invoking memories or uh, recalling, you know, bringing things to mind um, other than your personal associations, um, as well as any ideas of like, sense that connect us to our families or our lineages? Um, I've got a personally, like we, I use a mixture of things actually for that. Um, I've got, ro rosemary is like a classic, isn't it? For memory in general, but also I love rosemary. It's one of my favorite herbs to work with, even if it's in, in a mixture of other things as well. And then I also love bay leaf um which is quite nice to use for vision or communicating with your family so i do personally sometimes on sundays in particular i might wear some of my gold jewelry which i'm wearing now actually uh, which is my for my father's side um that i inherited and so i'd wear that and then i'll make uh bay leaf like i'll make a tea with bay leaf and um artemisia vulgaris which is mugwort and uh, a little bit of rosemary. So that's a tea that I make. And then I sit and think about my family or talk to my dad or, so that's, those are three of my favorite herbs to use for that. Um, I don't know if you've got any Lindy that you would think of with um, memories or any sense maybe rather than herbs. Uh, yeah, then it, then it goes more to to perfumes, like you you said uh, already, uh, Sira, that I also do that. It's like I have um, a perfume in my collection that I recognized when sampling. Oh my God, this is one of my aunts. I'm very fond of my aunts. And um, 
all of them actually. <laughs> so it's one peculiar that she, I know she was wearing it in the 80s. And I was visiting her a lot and uh, uh, I recognized that uh, perfume. And so I, uh, I got hold of that one. So I have these things, like, if you said, reminds me about, but I don't have a uh, particular um, other than that. I'm not, uh, I use more, more singing to get into. Uh, yeah, like I did, for example, in the opening now of the podcast, it's like the Nordic uh, Norway Sami culture, which I know that my one of my great grandmothers were Sami, but uh, I didn't know before I was 11 years, 12 years old because uh, it was um, their similar history as the Native uh, Americans. So uh, it was not a, a allowed to be a Sami. Almost you, you, kids were taken away from their parents and stuff like that. But it's a tradition to sing. You can sing. You sing for others, or so you sing for the nature. You're calling someone. But you take it from your heart. It doesn't have to be like beautiful singing or whatever. You just come up with something there. And so, yeah, that's, that was a bit on the sidetrack now. I think it's not about scent, but uh, yeah. I absolutely love that though, because I feel like it kind of connects that thread, right? Of, um, you know, scent memories, like, you know, the plant might have a very technical you know, technically it is associated with this thing, but um, it brings up something for me specifically. Um, and I also think that that's a really beautiful segue kind of into talking about um, how we can develop relationships with plants. So it almost sounds like, you know, as you are uh, creating this um, sort of uh, improvisation um calling to the plants um that that is another way of you know getting to know the natural world and um everything so one of my strongest beliefs and i haven't talked about this too much on the podcast yet um but i will be is in animism which is you know the idea that um plants um animals uh even sometimes objects may have you know, their own spirit, their own soul. And so I think it's actually really important to um, develop relationships with plants um, the same way that you would. So for example, one of the plants that I'm working on developing a relationship with right now is birch. Um, because I know that birch is very uh, significant in um, Scandinavian herbalism. Um, so yeah, I guess um, this is maybe more of a question for Lindy, but um, how both of you, how do you, you know, cultivate relationships with plants, um, living plants, and then, you know, kind of like working with their essences or working with, um, you know, the plant from living to dried to, you know, final um, tincture or perfume? You, Joanna, you are, you're making tinctures, but what I can say that... Um... I try to tend for plants uh, more I, um, what can I say, it's, uh, I have this small garden now, so I have, about, uh, I have plants inside, and I, what I've discovered afterwards, back to nature as an order, because I've been sitting, living in a city for, for a long time, and now I'm a little bit out of the city again, locally, and 
it is, as you said, I, I solidly believe that everything has some kind of a soul and even plants because I can sense it in a way when, you know, tending for plants. So if you can see that they are reacting somehow, you know, if you, uh, I even have my, my uh, a cat that she is like something like sniffing on the plants and like stroking herself up to it. And then I discovered that, yeah, that is sometimes when the, when the leaves are kind of hanging, not hanging, like, but it's slightly hanging and the, and the water, uh, the plant needs some water. And I'm just, that, things like that just made me think, like, okay, maybe, maybe they communicate and maybe animals can communicate with plants more than humans. I like things like that. But, um, and also, like you said, with uh, believing that maybe even stones have energies or, uh, for example, in Sami culture, they, they, um, they were, um, there were a lot of uh, people who were treated like uh, witches, like a couple of hundred years ago. A lot of them um, were treated as uh, witches. And one of the things that was sad then was that, yeah, the Sami they are witches because they were singing to the stones. So they are, they are making songs for the stones. So that that was um, one of the things that uh, made. Uh, I don't want to use that words, but I'm using it anyway. Like good Christians say that these people are bad people, and uh, yeah, I believe in in the spirit of plants, um, in the you know spirits of things that you know uh, may not be living, as Lindy was saying, spirits of stones, that kind of thing. Um, and so, uh, how do you go about making relationships with specific plants? Um, or even specific, like I'm making a relationship with birch. Um, how do you do that? Um, I feel like so it's also traditionally with some plants, it's like, which you, you probably know about as well. It's like this idea of asking permission to cut it. So I feel like that's a really, really great way to go about it. If you are on a herbal hike or a nature walk, or if you're actually out foraging for herbs and plants yourself, uh, even if you're not sure, first of all, if you're not sure, never pick a plant. If you're not sure like what it is or you're allowed or because um, some uh, flowers are endangered. and But in general, just to, think in your mind that you're asking the plant or the earth for permission to pick it. I think it's a really nice way to go about it. Um, and um, I really love what you said about having that, keeping the spirit of the plant, because that's also something when working with it. I mean, I love essential oils because they're so powerful and so strong and so fragrant. And it literally means the essence of the plant. But I think working with a plant from fresh, like foraging it yourself and then drying it and turning it each day to make sure that it dries in a nice way. And if you need to do that, or even like building your own drying um, set, like set up or, and then drying it, then putting it in either like what you were doing with honey or in oil or doing an alcohol extract and letting it sit for weeks and turning it over and then filtering it and then getting 
the end product just feels like such a great way to be connected as well for me it's like really makes me put like part of the plant's journey and sometimes I feel like because a dried herb really is at, at its most potency um for about a year so like spices herbs and spices you can use spices for years but they might lose their flavor a little bit but medicinally um yeah it's like fresh and then dried within a year it's like at, at they have its their peak however if you make a tincture they, they found tincture that tinctures that were um good to use that were 100 years old so it's a, in a way it's almost like i feel like it's the way of not just prolonging the life of the herb but actually almost making it like immortal somehow and so then using that as part of products i just love that process and the idea of like of that really so so let's talk a little bit more about scandinavian herbalism um it's something that i don't hear as much about um probably because I'm an American, not living in Scandinavia, of course. Um, but uh, what are some of the foundational herbs um, in Scandinavian herbalism? Um, and also kind of like what, I don't know, like, are there any differences between like Scandinavian herbalism and other, you know, herbalism? Or is it kind of like the focus on where you live, local plants? that makes it more of a Scandinavian herbalism? Um, it's a really good question, Celia. And I've kind of, I've thought about this before and because I studied herbalism in uh, Sweden, focusing on Scandinavian herbs and plants, but I also live and work here in the UK, which has such a long um, and rich history of folklore and folk medicine and herbalism um so for me they go hand in hand a lot but also it's really interesting to see comparisons uh because the one thing I, that comes to mind straight away in scandinavia is um trees are really important to us and obviously we have an abundance of trees like we're so lucky to come from a place which like vast forest and um even like our words for garden has got tree in it because trees used to be like the main center point of Nordic gardens and like the respect for trees. That's why it's so lovely that you said you're working with birch because I can we, we can really resonate with that. Um, so that comes to mind first, but then I know that trees are really important here in the UK as well. Um, but people have their own angle or their own take on on that but i think and like birch is such a good example so um i thought we can talk a little bit about about birch um how uh, it's been used medicinally for ages and it's such an amazing antioxidant and like good for detox to drink tea from birch leaves but also in scandinavia which is why i even thought about it at, in the first place we have for generations washed with birch so in saunas, we have birch bundles that you kind of like whip with because it's got saponins, which is like makes it a really soapy plant. So it's really good for washing with. And I actually, I have a friend in Sweden. She makes a really good um, midsummer ritual where she fills a bathtub outdoors with water and birch leaves. And then she lets it uh, warm up in the sun all day. 
And then in the afternoon, she kind of takes off all her clothes and gets into it and just has this midsummer bath with birch, which is so lovely. And that's like, she's doing that every year, like still. So um, I feel like that's something that we use even now. And then, I mean, I thought about it actually because I, had, well, I hadn't thought about it because I have in the out room, I've got a birch broom <laughs> that stood upside down. But I've only put it like that for storage, but I think subconsciously I have put it upside down because that we used to do that to protect, protect the house from evil entering. Um, so maybe it's like we have all of this underlying um, knowledge in a way that we still use a lot. So, so that's a really good example. Um, and then um, maybe we should talk a little bit about juniper as well, because I think that's a really important um, herb. And... Uh, Lindy, you, you love juniper as well, don't you? It's one of our favorites. We've brought it up so many times. Do you want to say anything about juniper? Uh, you have the most, uh, you know, technical knowledge about herbs. And so I'm more like this scent memories thing again. Yeah. I, I do uh, clearly remember that when walking with, uh, with my grandfather as up to the ocean, like it was um, maybe half an hour, like downhill with various steep as so we always passed this uh huge juniper area but we could smell it uh, or i could smell it like long before and it, it just again it's such a comforting smell for me i always want to smell that even if it's like gin or whatever it is i can <laughs> I go, oh it's the juniper and that is again like you're talking about also ancestors you know but i think it's yeah. like i Clearly, it reminds me of my grandfather and when we were walking to that ocean. But that's so, it's so amazing because I got this story with my dad and Juniper, which I think I've told you about. So my dad was, um, he had carved this um, axe handle from Juniper wood. Um, and it's got such, a, I mean, it has got such a beautiful fragrant scent. But he, for weeks, kept all these wood shavings in a pile on the floor in his apartment. And then from time to time, he took a broom and he was sweeping them all out on the over the floor and then back again, like an air freshener or like a cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that's also a modern <laughs> Swede story there. Um, and then what else? Then we could do one more. Am I allowed to do one more? <laughs> Because I think you probably like this one as well. Uh, Scotch pine, Pinus sylvestris, um, which is one of, like, it's so tall and it's like one of the biggest fern trees and it's so common in Scandinavia. And um, it was, like, historically it's been like a holy tree in Scandinavia already since the Stone Age. And then later when Christiania, uh, Christianity came, it was still used because they used the tar to paint crosses on uh, doors to protect from evil. But then like my favorite thing, like folk medicine with that is that we had this thing called um, put away. So if you had like, say you had like a toothache, then you could poke the tooth with a little stick or a little nail. And then you'd put the nail under a stone or into a Scotch pine tree. And this was used so much that there was actual Scotch pine trees that was only for this. So they were, they were called toothache pine. <laughs> oh, my. 
<laughs> what happened though? So, uh, yes, that's it. So uh, I know that um, from looking at your uh, uh, shop's web website, uh, your cult uh, botanica, um, Johanna, and uh, so I know that you have a bit of experience with uh, working with plants magically, and I get the sense that you do as well, Lindy. Um, so how how do these, we've kind of talked, every time we've talked about plants so far, we've talked about how... Um, they uh, can be used magically, but what are your some of your favorites? Um, either scents that you use in magic, or um, specific herbs or trees, uh, and their use in magic. You know, for uh, for me, it's that I, I don't think about it. Maybe as it, it's a kind of a ritual, but for me, it's a, I'm using scents to go into um, to help with my dreams. Or my dream, but that's, I've always been uh, daydreaming a lot, and I, now I'm encouraged to daydream more because I mean that maybe then uh, you can go into places that uh, you can't reach if you are fully uh, not conscious but fully awake, if you know what I mean. And and for that I use, but I use different things. I kind of just feel I have a huge closet with full of. Uh, different scents and perfumes and I kind of feel what kind of mood I am in that day or what if I'm going to do that day or if I'm just going to try to dive into something you know let's say it's my work let's say it's some kind of music I want to dive into and then I can use I'm just taking an example now but if it's let's say it's for example about a song about the ocean or whatever, then I would go and try to find something to smell that reminds me. If it's like, it can be, for example, seaweed. I've seen it, or like just something that helps me going into this dream world. That, but it's a bit difficult to explain, whatever. It's, a, it's not really... Um, no, but that's great. It's almost like what you're like you're having one thing that starts like a like almost like being in this transportative. Yeah, transportative is about. So it's like the scent. It's like maybe it's like almost like the trigger in a way. Yeah, so maybe a trigger. It I definitely. Um, um, I use it as a tool to. To. Uh, yeah, get into something which is a journey, which for me personally always has been to tap into something that uh, is beyond but is totally conscious, if that makes sense. Is that the right? It's a bit difficult when uh, English is not language, but not. No, but it's, it's so, I think it's perfect, like how it's like, because it's that thing about it being um, conceptual, I think, and how it's one of our most primal senses and that it's quite underplayed and how it's so powerful, but we it's almost like I feel like we don't really talk about it very much or it's not talked about very much or seen as how powerful it is. And then maybe that is it, like it's beyond what we can see. Um, and that's part of what's so beautiful with scent. 
like that you can't really explain it but it does transport yes if you let it if you if you let it allow if you're allowing it to happen kind of, kind of because that's a, yes. that's a bit funny thing but what i discovered that but maybe that is because there are all the tax-free shops and everything like, like uh, many people are what are you interested in refuse but that is that is uh, and then it comes out like that is a bit silly is there or like something but then they're not connecting scent maybe to that is actually something more than just a, a perfume bottle that you're supposed to to smell nice. You know, it's it's something about something totally different. And somebody's put like portraying something that they think you would like instead of you exploring what you need and you exploring combinations that will take you places. Yes, I have actually, I have actually some something in my collection that smells. 100% um, uh, what can you say um, repulsive yeah and I, uh, and, I, and that sometimes that's what you need yeah. to get uh, uh, it's something you can't wear that to a dinner party you know, <laughs> definitely but, not <laughs> yeah but but that exists you know in the, and I didn't know myself until I discovered with all the samples and stuff that it exists a lot of uh, artist or whatever that that works with sense of juju and that is pointing into just to get something other than it's just to to smell nice definitely i th i think this idea like cause there's so many uh lovely little brands now and mainly like occult brands or esoteric shops or or even more like well-being places that are doing these kind of aroma rollers, like some are more interesting than others, but it's just the idea of sometimes I think it's quite good with the guidance because then it says on it a little bit like what it does. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily explain why, but so in like an uplifting blend might have citrus and these sunny smells. But then it's it's kind of on the bottle because I think what you're what you've been doing with researching and getting into perfume, it's quite it's a lot of work and it's like it's a lot of trying, it's a lot of testing, isn't it? Because it doesn't say on the bottle what it could do. It also maybe individual, like what you're saying. No, it doesn't say on the bottle. You can you can research it on uh, online forums, mm. and I don't do that because I always do that just because I'm very very curious. What is it? But I do try to not. That's not the first thing I check. No, of course, which is why it makes it so interesting. It's like you keep the mystery there in a in a way, and the like intuitive intuitivity, like how working. It's like. Um, City, we did this thing that I sent um, Lauren some of my products and some of my perfumes, and I specifically didn't put any in, anything on it. What what it was inside, only the names. And then um, Lindy was like smelling everything and writing down what she thought it what, what she thought was inside and what it reminded her about and stuff. And it was like such an amazing experiment and all these stories that came up from it and all that loads of ideas that came from it and yeah yeah but then it also came up because you you had made something that reminded me about my grand again my grandfather he also was he loved plants and he loved the nature and stuff so he had this beautiful garden and it reminded me of the garden and i told joanna that and she said yeah but it's inspired from my what did you say grandmother's garden 
Yeah. But of course, it's a Scandinavian plant, so you will, it's probably something similar. It's Sweden and Norway is not far apart. It's like, or when you are from Sweden and where I'm from. So, definitely. But it's so amazing how it can be so spot on, basically. <laughs> No, but it, it's what fascinates is that these memories of scent that everybody has, everybody mm. has it. So it's just about tapping into it if you want, or like. But uh, also, uh, like Siri said, that uh, also it's interesting for me. Is that which is a really good thing, I think, is that you say to your students that you don't force them. Yeah, but lav- lavender is relaxing. No, it isn't. If you had, like you said, like if let's say you had an abusive mom that used um, lavender as a perfume, that will never be relaxing for you. So it's very interesting that and very important to kind of respect uh, those things. That are, but um, it, because it's uh, it's like you can make your own space for yourself, but. Uh, you know, that space can be something else for someone else, you know, with the scent. But now I'm just thinking, like, going into stuff, like, scent-wise. Uh, yeah. That would be best. That'd be great. Thank you. That'd be great. Oh, I love it. I think it's it's interesting to me, um, Lindy, that you work in both uh, music and um with scent because those are you know two of the senses like we can't feel them we can't touch them you know like sometimes scent might make you feel like you taste something um but it you know it's these uh these liminal spaces where you know you're kind of like transported into something else you're transported into you know a different um a different uh, headspace, you're, uh, you know, kind of moving in between worlds in a way, I think, with scent. Um, and so that's, you know, I'm personally very excited to see, you know, what comes of your um, kind of collaboration together, just because I think that um, that's a really powerful combination. <laughs> it's such a powerful combination. My last official question for you is, um, kind of curious and a little bit uh, 
I don't know, I guess you could say it's personal. What are some of your favorite uh, personal scent combinations? So what do you, you know, personally love to wear or um, use in your home? Um, do you have different preferences for what you would want to wear versus what you, you know, incense that you burn in your home or, um, you know, scents that you like in your spaces? What are your favorites? Um, I can start because I think I'm, my my description is a little bit smaller, I think, in a way, because I, um, and also I want to add that now with like working with Lindy, I'm actually now venturing into trying some other perfumes that I hadn't been wearing before because of Lindy. So that's really great. It's like a new um, side interest. Um, but generally, I'm really, I normally wear or like to wear scents that are a bit earthy and woody blended with herbal florals, florals. Um, and I think I've always said, oh, I don't really like sweet perfume and florals, but actually when I started looking at what I'm wearing, it is quite floral. So I think it's that idea that I think a lot of people think that floral means sweet, um, but it doesn't have to at all. Um, so, but then I also do work, I go with the, like a mood so much. Um, so, um, I do use stuff that works a bit like and with an intention as well. Um, like going out, I would definitely wear something completely different and maybe something a bit more social and, um, attractive, so to speak. And then if I'm at home working, I might wear something a bit more like uplifting, like then I'll probably wear like citrus stuff sometimes if, depending on if the weather is quite gray and then I will wear more citrus but then if I just want to be completely like working on my stuff and listening to music and just having candles lit and being in my sort of creating like a cave then I might wear like very like heavy um spicy woody earthy scents um so um that's um kind of it but then I also burn a lot of like woods and incense and um around the house so um my, every time I go home to Sweden to vis visit my mum because my flat there is the neighboring flat to my mum and she always rings the bell and says that she can smell that I'm home <laughs> 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 so I think it's like the burning of um tree and like my new thing that I'm really um gonna advance on a little bit is um which they have a lot in Scandinavia which is like kindlewood which is tarwood so it's kindling wood sticks, which are treated with the tar. Um, so if you light them, it's like smells like blog fire at home. So I think that's really lovely. Uh, that uh, tar wood is actually one of my favorite scents right now. <gasps> oh, great. Yes, I've been um, burning a tar wood. Uh, I think, is it called Tjärved? Tjärved. Tjärved. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm starting to slowly pick up uh, yeah. some Swedish and Norwegian. Um, but yeah, I personally love, love the smell of that wood and juniper, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. I'll let you talk, Lindy. The last thing to put in yeah. there, like mugwort, that as, as a burn, burning mugwort, it's fantastic and especially what you were talking about as well like scent with dream work and evoking dreams which has been a theme for us 
So I think that's like an important one. That's like, I love that as well. Yeah, over to you, Lindy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I also uh, tend to I feel like I use my feelings a lot, you know, also in, my, in, in the music and stuff. So I always listen to the feelings. What is my feelings now? What do you want to? So it depends, but there are some to go to sense, like the combinations you were asking for. Is for example, I also like um, earthy sense. Uh, I, I, I do love a really good quality patchouli. I know that that is something that may, many people are kind of, no, oh, no, no. But I absolutely love a good quality patchouli with, uh, for example, the, uh, roses and it make, makes me very relaxed uh, because also all the patchouli has this almost it's, it just gets better and better with time and it has this almost chocolate, dark chocolate aspect to it, which is a good point so I love that because I also love chocolate simple as that and uh, I've been looking um, into uh, plants, like different flowers, like white flowers 10, 15 years ago, I thought I didn't like it. I thought it was too much, but then I looked into it and started to use it and said, I'm going to try to find something likable in these perfumes with the white flowers. And I started to love it and I found out why I didn't think I liked it. Because some of them actually contains naturally in outer nature, some animalic aspect, like it smells not animal for real, but animalic as like it's almost like how do it's not a nice way to say it, but almost like poo like yeah. a hint of it, like a musk sort of. Yeah, like musky or yeah. So, uh, but it's like a very um, it smells dirty, you know, right? Mm. But I've experienced, but that it's something, and that goes probably also back to, you know, that we are supposed to in a way, recognize each other in nature with, you know, you are not going to be spot clean naturally, I think. Like you are going to clean yourself, but everybody has the personal scent and from the skin and stuff. And now everybody is, uh, you know, we, we are showering every day and we are doing this stuff, but these plants also, they have some things to it that's almost like a bit musky, dirty, that has taken been taken away from people uh, in the last decades or something. Like you can just go twenty years back in time and you find these things that contains these white flowers, like with this musky stuff. And it, I think it's starting to it actually starting to come back because I found a lot of perfumes and they're starting to do that. Have this more like a slightly off putting uh, things. So I've been looking a bit into that because. Uh, it makes something more daring, I think. Mm. It's about like, um, yeah, what also favorite, what also, it's, uh, yeah, another thing I like is actually spring flowers. Like every spring, like this narcissus and violets and stuff with um, more green scent. So it it starts, it, it goes with, um, uh, if it's rainy outside, sunny, or what kind of, you know, winter, spring, somewhere, it, it, it differs. I just... Long story there, but you said you were going to cut down here and there anyway, so... Yeah. 
No, it's okay. I loved it. Um, so I just realized that we've gone almost a full hour without talking about uh, the upcoming release uh, from Wardruna. Oh, yeah. So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about that now? Yes, sure. I know that you do a lot of kind of, you know, the ecstatic singing in uh, Wardruna's work. What is that process like for you? I know that um, so much of it is kind of in the feeling and ritual. Like, how do you kind of tap into that for a recording process? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Thank you for that because that is um, then I can yeah tell a bit about that because uh, I met Aina you know many many years ago and uh, he wanted me to he had heard me on some kind of uh, obscure concert which uh, so with me and another guy so I had this experimental music and he has been in the audience and he was just thinking okay I'm going to ask her if she want to sing just make something here like and uh, and um, he then explained that okay this is the song it's about this and that I won't go into what it was about because then I like getting the mystery gone I guess but it was a, um, uh, a specific kind of story and uh, and and um, I just went into what he told me and then went into this landscape that I thought that fitted with it because uh, what I've been training on that I didn't know that before that maybe it's not that usual, but I'll, I've been doing it since I was a, a child, you know, going into this green world and going into these landscapes. So for me, it, it seems like I'm really there, if you know what I mean. So I can tap into kind of, and I just, if I'm going to be in the woods, I can make myself go into those woods, you know, if, if you know what I mean. And um, the process is always like that with one. It's, let's say if, if it's for me when it's come to singing. So if it was, uh, for example, a song about war, I could not think about that because then I couldn't sing with full um, intensity. If I was thinking that it's a war with swords and stuff, because it doesn't speak to me. I don't feel any, if I see a movie with uh, with uh, a war in it, so I'm just turned away, it's just a boring. <laughs> so if it was a song about war, I had to find, tap into and find another way to get the war into, I have to make, okay, maybe it's another kind of war. You know, it's just, um, but it's also like, uh, like a tradition that I know the Sami people of Northern Norway many of them are done for centuries, that I kind of, when I knew that my great-grandmother had to hide who she was, I felt that something, I felt it was so unfair that I kind of, I think that was a bit started the journey for me that uh, to make this kind of tradition to sing to more to the nature or sing, use the um, feelings to go into something. It's, uh, it's, it came just quite naturally, I think, uh, out of that. Yeah, so that's basically, yeah, it's just very simple. I just get it. Yeah, it's about this. That's just simple uh, word, like, uh, what do you call it, to hang it on? There's a simple, it, it usually doesn't, because uh, I'm not starting the songs anyway, like with instrumentals or whatever, but 
uh, I can just sometimes I just get um, one word, or so other other times I get maybe more like a you know lyrics or something. But just so I can start to to um, tap into something. So did that make sense, or I'm just? It totally makes sense. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah. And then just, um, really quickly, what are you most excited about, um, from this album? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I think that was very interesting to see also that, uh, it's, it's, um, because we always been doing things a bit freely, but now, um, and taking inspirations from this, but now it's also, uh, Nordic, you know, it's joining these um, um, uh, vocalists that are also into to um, Scandinavian folk music, like um, traditional music, and that haven't uh, um, really been doing that much before. Like now, it's like taking into even like newer music, like this, maybe two, three hundred years um, old traditions of singing. And that is a whole nother thing than, for example, the way I am singing normally, like it's more inspired from the song, but it's a whole, it's, it's not the same. It's a whole nother um, kind of um, musical landscape there, which is quite new for me also. So that, that, that was very interesting for me personally to see about the new releases. It's, it's, um, it differs from the, the rest. It's something new in the world, I think. I'm really excited to hear it. I know that this is um, the first album after the Rune trilogy is finished, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I'm I'm excited to hear the new direction. Um, all right. Well, thank you both so much um, for joining the podcast. Um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. This is only audio so people can't see us but we all have our candles and our plants <laughs> and <laughs> everything like we've all created a mood here um so I personally um am burning a tobacco and leather and um um like smoke scented candle that right sounds now. lovely it's like the mood it is. Tobacco is one of my favorites. Tobacco is one of my oh, favorites. Oh, yes. Um, you want to hear what we're wearing before? The, because we have also been wearing, I know that Joanna is wearing something for the evening. Yes, absolutely. And I am wearing also something um, for the evening. What are you wearing, Lindy? I am actually, I picked out I was like, what I'm going to send this evening with. And so I was looking in the cupboard that you can see, you guys can see it, but it's, and I found actually, um, as, because I've been in the studio for, for a long time now, for several days, and then I found a um, perfume that is actually inspired by the great Billie Holiday, for people. And this is an artist also that has, uh, not only has he, um, is from Sajmatans, but he, he has not uh, only been picking up, you know, the, the flower that she used to use gardenia in her hair and when she performed, but also tobacco, stuff like, because she's, yeah, tobacco and it's, um, 
imagine like how a bar will smell like or so like in the end of the evening so it's hints of that so it's not only the flowers like all this other stuff and I've been working in bars before so I know how it smells like in a lot and uh this is spot on Billy Holiday is one of my very favorites just so you know she's so amazing she's amazing isn't she yeah same here yeah there you go. I knew it. I knew I should work. Did use that. Right. Yeah, I'm totally gonna get that perfume. I'm. I've got a yellow candle that I've anointed with heather oil, so that's burning. And then I'm wearing Vivacious by Hiram Green, which is a wonderful natural perfumer. Fantastic. So very light and in here at the moment, even in the dark corner that I'm sat in. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, thank you for uh, opening the podcast with, with some singing. Lindy, um, would you be willing to, uh, you know, you kind of helped us call circle in a way for our podcast this evening. Um, would you be willing to open up the circle? Yes, I will do that. But can I say a, a, just a little sentence before that, or a couple of sentences before that? Absolutely, yeah. Because I have to then say that in the beginning, because that's what I do. Like I, I just spontaneously do things here and there. So it's, I haven't been planning the thing that because it was only because you asked me, and that is a kind of thing. Since you asked also that, that's the kind of thing I do. So I will do something now that will close the circle again. Now open the circle again, open the circle, sorry. Okay, two seconds. That was it. Thank you so much.
Was it? And that is it for today's episode of the Heathen's Journey podcast. A huge thank you and shout out to all of my students and patrons for making this work available. If you want to become a patron and support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash northernlightswitch. I post full moon and new moon ritual guides, rune readings for each of the turning of the zodiac season, and so much more. If you would like to follow me in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at northern.lights.witch or on Twitter at northlightwitch. Until next time, stay weird. Mm-hmm.